Are you exasperated or what? Well, in this podcast series, based upon the book, Effing Argentina, myself, Tom Fox, and Greg Greenberg, the author of Effing Argentina, explore the current American psyche of being overworked, overleveraged, overtired, and overwhelmed. Find out about uh, modern America's exasperation with, well, exasperation. Uh, this is the latest edition to the Compliance Podcast Network, a podcast where we unpack some of the most current exasperations of American life, from debt to PTA to new television shows or perhaps dealing with agents. I'm your co-host, Tom Fox. And I'm Greg Greenberg, the author of Effing Argentina. And this season on Effing Argentina, we're talking about, as Tom mentioned, exasperation. So each day it's nearly impossible to complete a full day without lashing out at some object, animate or otherwise, that's causing intense irritation. So in today's episode, we explore exasperation with a tale of frustration between a talent agent and an actor. So this is, I think, one of the uh, uh, most creative chapters, Greg. When I read the title, Officer Krupke, I immediately uh, uh, dated myself uh, with age uh, because Officer Krupke comes from where? From West Side Story, and you'd think that everyone knows that, but as I've uh, recounted this, this tale to some of the younger generation, they don't know West Side Story like we do. I mean, we had to see that show and memorize that show, and it's one of the greatest shows ever. But a lot of kids, they just don't know it, and that's kind of sad. So uh, I'm not quite old enough to have seen the original premiere musical on Broadway, but I did see the movie, and... Uh, the movie was released on television one time in 1971. And I remember that because I was in junior high school and the next day, all the guys were singing about Officer Krupke. I'm down on my knees. And uh, in between the Jets and the Sharks and everything else we were singing. Uh, so I didn't see... The play performed live until I was in my, I think, early 50s. But that scene was still equally as powerful. It's in the movie, I thought it was played for comedy. But when I saw the stage play, I really saw something a little bit different. Certainly there were comedic elements, but there was a whole relationship back then between New York police officers, uh, the gangs of the 50s, certainly uh, race relations in the 50s. And whatever you think of, of racial prejudice now, you probably uh, don't know what it was quite like in New York uh, between the Irish and the Puerto Ricans and uh, Anglos and any other ethnic group uh, that tended to congregate in the city back in then. So uh, it really struck me, Greg, as, as a great, great, great character. But it's uh, your story or your chapter is really not about his life as a New York police officer. It's after his life. So what's he got going on now that makes him so exasperated? And, and who's the protagonist here? Is it Officer Krupke or is it the agent? Well, there's a lot of things going on in this story. So, you know, Officer Krupke is such a memorable character. That said, he, he's not really central to the story. He, he's, not, he's not Tony. He's not Maria. He's not Riff. He's not Bernardo. He's Officer Krupke, and people remember that song with such fondness, and it's so it's so catchy, that particular uh, song, especially when it ends, Dear Officer Krupke, Krupp you. I don't know if it was supposed to end that way, but 
you know, they ended up crup you instead of, I guess, F you. I can say that because this is the effing Argentina podcast. Um, so, and I, and I saw that movie in my aunt's basement. We got, we rented the movie and we watched it over and over and it appeals to everyone because it's Shakespearean. It's the Romeo and Juliet story. And it's also sharks and jets. So guys can watch it and feel tough and women can watch it because there's, uh, there's Natalie Wood is in the movie. Um, so it, it's, he's such a memorable character. And I think that what I was trying to do is, is kind of bring him up to date because people forget remember the name and they don't remember anything about him. Well, you certainly brought him up to date. What's he up to now? Well, if you're Officer Krupke, it's, it's hard to get a role. You know, he's to a certain extent typecast and, and that's his frustration. That's his exasperation. So Officer Krupke in this story has been typecast as Officer Krupke and it's 2021 and he's trying to get a role. But unfortunately in Hollywood, people, can't put it. He's trying. He's going to his agent, and his agent cannot place him in, in, in anything except in the role of Officer Krupke, and that's only in West Side Story. So he's exasperated, and his agent, who's trying to get to a very important meeting, and wants to kick this guy out of the out of his office because he's kind of a nudge. It's like Officer Krupke, I can't get you anything. It's like a client who keeps coming in, and you just can't help them. But but the, you have to be patient and, and respectful because they are a client and you are serving them. So there's exasperation on both sides. So uh, you bring up a couple of good points. Uh, before we get, though, let, let me take a step back to West Side Story. Uh, and we've told people before, I'm a Texan, you're a native New Yorker, but we both love that movie. And our friends love that movie. And we love the musical. We love the story. We love the action. We love the Shakespeare we love the dialogue. We love the dance. Uh, and maybe I've just answered my question. But why does that movie resonate <laughs> literally across America? So really, it's a it's a story of two cultures. And then you have the two leads, is Maria and Tony. They, they, they leave their respective cultures and they come together. And America is an immigrant nation. So there's always going to be a new immigrant uh, uh, wave that comes to America that has to either uh, assimilate and leave the old things behind or try and bring some of those old things with them. And it's, it's very daunting for an immigrant to come to America. And the old guard doesn't wants to have them stay with their, their, their clan, if you will. But as you, the young kids like Tony and Maria in this particular, in this, in this story, they, they want to cross those racial divides and get together. And it's very hard to do. And America is a melting pot. So there's, there's always going to be new ways of immigrants to do it, whether it's in Texas or in New York. So back to Officer Krupke, there's a, a great line of dialogue where Officer Krupke suggests, well, he may have been typecast, but he can move out to other roles. And so uh, can Officer Krupke go to the dark side? Well, I think that's the point where you know, Officer Krupke wants to play, I think he was trying to play like a, uh, a bad guy. And he was trying to convince his agent, saying, I know I'm a, I'm, I want to play a bad guy. And his agent's like, you can't play a bad guy because you're Officer Krupke. You're the one who keeps the, the peace between the sharks and the jets. So it's, it's, it's a quandary for these fictional characters. So Officer Krupke comes up with an idea that I thought uh, was brilliant uh, as far back as Rick's American Cafe or if you want to bring it forward to Archie Bunker's place uh, or Cheers or any other place. And he wants to um, 
have Officer Krupke's bar. And uh, I thought that's a, that's a great way to have a bunch of old cops come in and tell tales. So what did you think about that idea? Well, one of the things that I have friends who are police officers, and when they retire, they get a pension. But a lot of times they want to do something. They yeah. So one thing they do is a lot of my, at least in New York, I don't know what they do down in Texas, but once they do their 20 years or 25 years, they got their pensions. They might invest in a pizza parlor or a pool hall. Uh, it used to be a pool hall, not so many pool halls anymore, but uh, or a bar. Uh, so I have friends who, when they retire from the force, they've invested in bars. And that's what gave me the idea for uh, for Officer Krupke. So Officer Krupke can say, you know, I want to give me a role as a guy in a bar. I can own a bar where I can talk to people. And um, but his his agent was was just trying to say whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. His agent was just trying to get rid of him because he was exasperated because he had another meeting to go to. Because agents will go where the money is. And right now, he wasn't seeing a lot of money in Officer Krupke. But this is where, for me, the story took a uh, actually a pretty dramatic turn because it made me wonder, is Officer Krupke the one who's exasperated? Because it turns out Katz needs Officer Krupke, if not as much, or if not more, but certainly for that moment, as much as Officer uh, Krupke needs him. How did that situation come up? So, well, that's the twist at the end of the story. And the nice part about writing these short stories is there's always a twist in there, which makes it worthwhile, uh, whether it be Weinberger at the PTA night uh, or effing Argentina, the title story. But in this particular case, Officer Krupke, well, he's still an officer. He's trying to be an actor and he's trying to get his agent to get him apart. And his agent is trying to get to another meeting. But as we know, there's a lot of traffic in L.A. But who can get through traffic? An officer, right, with the siren. And there is the rub. And that's what brings everything together. And this is the part that really intrigued me next, which was the happy ending. Because he said, you know, we got about an hour here. Tell me about Officer Krupke's place. And I actually envisioned an entire pitch being made by the time they got to, I think they were going to San Diego, but it was Netflix, I remember that. And uh, they have a whole storyline. They pitch it to Netflix. Netflix loves it because there's currently not a cop owning a bar show on television. And it becomes a new big thing. Uh, starts off as a 10-part miniseries, and then expands out when the major network picks it up for season two. That may be, you know, that may be the, the, the sequel to, to, you know, Officer Krupke Strikes Back. So that sounds as, as logical as anything I would think of. Let's go. Let's run with that. Let's, actually, take that to, let's take that to Hollywood, Tom. You and me. Let's pitch it. Uh, but actually, I, I saw a little morality lesson there, Greg, and I just have to share my uh, thoughts on that, which was you never know when you're going to get your opportunity. And if you don't have your your story, your elevator pitch, your facts, whatever they are at hand and can articulate them uh, to someone or in a situation you weren't expecting, you might miss an opportunity. Uh, I'm a firm believer that when one door closes, the universe opens another, but you have to be able to see that door open. And I just hope Officer Krupke saw the door open and then have the courage to walk through it. Absolutely. Officer Krupke, look, he was the squeaky wheel for a long time, and he kept going to his agent, and his agent wasn't finding anything for him. Maybe it'll all work out for Officer Krupke. I hope so. So now we're to the quote 
And uh, I love this quote because, to me, it encapsulated both parts of the story in two short sentences. So I'm going to just read it. And this is uh, the agent Katz who says it. I love it already. Uh, Your car has a siren, right? So how did you synthesize the entire story down into those two lines? I love your pitch, but, oh, you do have a siren, right? Exactly. So Katz has to get to his meeting, and in order to get to his meeting with Netflix, which is what's really important to him, he's going to need Krupke and a siren to cut through that traffic. So he's going to say anything to 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 Krupke uh, to just to get him in that car so he could drive him to the meeting. So he says, all right, your idea about owning a bar, I love it already. And so it, there's a certain... Uh, stereotype, stereotypical Hollywood agent who'll say whatever you want. Oh, I love it already. Let's do it. You know, they may not mean it, but in this case, he better mean it because he's getting in that car with Krupke and they're driving together. So uh, I think it really all came together nicely. And once again, I hope it all works out for Officer Krupke. Well, Greg, I generally uh, judge the quality of a podcast by how much I enjoy it. And I really enjoyed this one. Uh, because I really enjoyed the chapter. I mean, bringing in West Side Story and Officer Krupke, one of the most minor, beloved characters I can think of in American theater and in the American movie tradition was just brilliant. And then uh, uh, Officer Krupke's place, I could just see if he if it was alive, God bless him, Carol O'Connor playing Officer Krupke in his later years, uh, that uh, would be something everyone would enjoy. So, Uh, Join us again for our next episode of Effing Argentina, the podcast. I'm Tom Fox. And I'm Greg Greenberg. Thanks for listening.